Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. There's so much in what Brian Stelter said on CNN to make you understand exactly where the levels of hate and vitriol are that it requires us to go through it and unfortunately that means listening to Brian Stelter. I get it, you're right that CNN has jumped the shark, that CNN clearly runs a, a, a programming predicated on the idea that Fox News and Newsmax should not be allowed to exist. They approve of and agree with the idea that some people shouldn't be allowed to speak and that there should be more and more censorship. And they have those people on and they don't ever push back on them. These are journalists, so we are told, who are allowing a conversation to take place that says you should have less speech but not you as the general we but rather you as the specific people who don't agree with them man that's a lot of pronouns let's walk through it tony katz tony katz today 833 got tony 833-468-8669 that's how you get in touch i look forward to speaking with you so brian stelter has his show reliable sources And on this show, he is discussing, well, the idea of what's going on with news and what's being said and how what we're doing is we're we're, we're, we're damaging the populace. We're, we're, We're hurting people with what it is that's being said. I should at least uh, preface this by saying that, that Brian Stelter is not a bright guy. There is nothing about him that shows that there is a serious intellect at play. He has never, on in, in his work on CNN, shown anything other than virtue signaling. He has never shown a competency to any concept. You can say all you want about Tucker Carlson. It is very clear that that guy has once sat down and read the Federalist Papers. It is very clear that he has at least read about those founding documents and those people the founding documents come from to get an idea and an understanding of what conservatism is all about. Now, we might agree or disagree or all those kinds of things, but it is obvious that he is not looking to top-line a conversation. Now, it's funny, when Tucker first took to this show, right? I knew Tucker before that. I'm not friends, please. Uh, he's, he's been very nice to me. I've been on the show a couple times. I was in his office once. Um, I went to go pitch him an idea, and halfway through realized that he was never going to go for it, so just had a casual conversation. It was great. I guess true story. Um, when he first started the show, I wasn't into the show. Because the show was, hey, let's get somebody totally dopey and let's just beat the living snot out of them. And I'm like, this is, this is not interesting. This is, this is not fun. I don't want to watch this happen. People are just getting abused. I mean, they're, they're punching bags for Tucker getting ripped apart. But lately, certainly over the past couple of years, 
what he has been doing hasn't been playing a follow the leader on on conservatism. It it, it, it has not uh, been an echoing of conservative uh, of of something that conservatives are supposed to like, but rather he has been leading a charge and engaging valuable conversations. That's appreciated, very very appreciated. Brian Stelter has never ever done that. Brian Stelter could not hold a candle to Tucker Carlson any day of the week and twice on Sundays, which makes it more hilarious that everything that Brian Stelter focuses on is Fox, Hannity, and Tucker Carlson. But let's hear what he had to say. A real issue, and he wants to now try to clean up Facebook. But this is bigger than Facebook. This harm happens all over the place. In the words of a recently fired Fox News editor, news consumers are both overfed and malnourished at the same time, gorging on empty informational calories, indulging their sugar fixes of self-affirming half-truths and even outright lies. It's impossible to make all those lies go away, but they can be reduced. All right? Harm reduction. Remember that. Harm Reduction. That, that, that's, I guess, some kind of terminology, some kind of Orwellian good speak that Brian Stelter, in that mind of his, came up with to prove his intellectual prowess. This is what happens when you have no foundations in actual freedom, democracy, a republic, or liberty. What is harm reduction? But instead, we get this over on Newsmax. Look at this. Biden's plan to destroy America. It looks like some crazy comic book movie or something or some action hero movie. That's what we get on Newsmax. Here's what we get on Fox. Tucker Carlson declaring that unity for Dems means locking up their opponents and, quote, you can now be arrested for saying the wrong thing. What? And the government is at war with its own people. What? Any government that allows for people to be silenced and thinks that it's okay is certainly at war with its own people. Any government that'll take a look at those people who attack the Capitol and decide that it's every Republican uh, uh, who is guilty, that's a group that could be seen as at war with its own people. Any group of people in positions of power who decide that 74 million Americans who voted for somebody else are racists could be seen as uh, being a, a violent opposition, a hateful opposition. Settle down, Brian Stelter. It's like you've never actually seen anything before. But this is where it gets interesting. This apocalyptic stuff is day in, day out on these channels. It is part of a radicalization pipeline that pits neighbors against neighbor and lets fear overpower courage. And it poisons American politics. To, to borrow the, the pollution metaphor again, the people who live closest to the factory, who ingest most of the pollution, they get the sickest. But everyone is affected by this toxic information world. So most of the criticism of Facebook is not aimed at stopping social media, stamping it out. It's about making the platform actually more social, helping friendships, not ruining them. And most of the criticism of Fox News is not aimed at shutting it down, which will never happen anyway. It's about making Fox better, putting the news back in Fox News. Do you actually think Brian Stelter cares to make Fox News better? I ask you, just uh, as, 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 uh, as, as clear as day, as, as a basic conversation, I should say, do you think CNN cares if Fox News is better? If they're destroying themselves... 
Shouldn't CNN be happy about that? Do you think Brian Stelter cares at all? Well, he's about to prove to you that he doesn't. They could go the other way. If Fox is going to keep transitioning into the 24-7 Tucker channel, then maybe it belongs next to sci-fi on your channel lineup, not MSNBC. These need to be nuanced conversations, not edicts, not orders. This is complicated, but harm reduction is possible. Harm reduction is possible by adding more news and less opinion to the content. Harm reduction is possible by pushing some of the QAnon craziness out of your newsfeed on Facebook. This is not ultimately about freedom of speech. It's about freedom of reach. And with that, you see and you understand how not only wholly evil Brian Stelter is, but how absolutely ignorant that he doesn't even understand how vicious and how violent that is. As an elitist standing up on high saying, well... Just because you have free speech doesn't mean you should be able to put all that out into the world. But we here at CNN should be able to say what we need to say because we are real news as opposed to you. This is journalists destroying journalism for the sake of wokeness. Wokeness is a disease and people who lack an intellectual basis for why they believe what they believe will always fall into these traps because they believe that their existence is what makes them intellectuals as opposed to engaging in intellect, in studying, in understanding. Knowledge is nothing. Knowledge is easy in the 21st century. We all have this brick we call a cell phone, and we can look up anything. This smartphone, we can look up anything. Everything is at our fingertips, and you know what it means? Nothing. The real sign of intellect is scholarship. The ability to connect the dots on all those pieces of knowledge, to understand how they connect, and the nuances in between. Do you think Brian Stelter has ever spent a minute not staring at his own navel, gazing at it, as they would say, and coming up with little pithy comments? Do you know how radically and absolutely positively violent this is this is not ultimately about freedom of speech it's about freedom of reach should i discuss the fact that glenn greenwald over on twitter has said this has been called out by the courts and shot down numerous times understand what he's saying you should have the right to stand on a street corner you shouldn't have the right to have a radio show cats oh i'm sorry cats isn't good enough limba Levin, Prager, Hewitt. Not good enough. You should not be able to say those words. Fox News or Newsmax. Translation, you should not be able to listen to the people you choose to listen to. You should only listen to the people that they say are engaged in harm reduction by giving you real news. Like, for example, the Russians interfered in America's elections in 2016. This is ugly as sin, guys. Ugly as sin. 
And one of the reasons we have to continue to bring this up and share this information is, is, is that we can't allow ourselves to let people like Brian Stelter have power. It can't be allowed. <laughs> that guy? The guy who says this? This is not ultimately about freedom of speech. It's about freedom of reach. A guy who says it's not about freedom of speech, it's about freedom of reach, is the same guy who asks, how many guns do you need? How much ammo do you need? Why do you need to make so much money? A guy who believes in what he calls harm reduction believes in censoring you because he will censor himself to prove how woke he is, but censoring himself won't matter because everything he says will be accepted. George Orwell isn't turning over in his grave. He is laughing his ass off and wondering why he didn't place his bets at Binion's. This, this fight is worth it. And I am all about being in. I'm Tony Katz. I am not in a habit of sharing hate mail. And I'm not about to start now. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, it's great to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. You can call in, Facebook Tony Katz Radio, find the podcast, you can go to TonyKatz.com or you can go to Rumble, R-U-M-B-L-E, Rumble.com. And the reason I don't don't share hate mail is other people share share hate mail, and I think you should be respectful of what other people do. Um, I've got plenty of things I, I can cover. But there has been... Since the election, not before, which is kind of fascinating, the rise in hateful comments, the rise in attacks, uh, you blanking traitor as traitor, you're a liar, and then, um, then there was producer Ari just a little bit ago gets a call from somebody calling me a liar right and 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 they wouldn't and then and then you were i'm a right i'm a racist right they were calling me a racist ari but you're the enabler yeah they were making some compelling points and now i think i am racist see you see look at ari is weak he is easily swayed easily Easily sway. You know what? If you if you talk to him enough about the Flash, he'll tell you that the DCEU is better than the MCU. Ugh, never. <laughs> all right, maybe he can't be swayed on all the things. But the 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 best part was the guy wouldn't stop cursing. So um, I, I, look, if if you want to call me a name, you you want to accuse me of something, don't curse so I can put you on the air, and then you can try to attempt to explain where I'm not speaking the truth or giving an opinion that you might disagree with, and then we can out you for the liar that you are. But if you curse, we can't do anything with it. There are rules, man. This is not Vietnam. There are rules. And, I, and, and the best part is it's taking away from the rest of us fascinating and compelling entertainment value. Except producer Ari doesn't see it that way. Producer Ari is the reason sometimes when people call, you don't make it to air. No, that's true. I'll take credit for that. 
Not responsibility. He takes credit. He takes credit for it. Yeah, he's a he's a difficult one. He is a difficult call screener. Is it, it, producer Ari? I don't mind people disagreeing with me, but if you're going to call somebody a liar, you got to be able to at least explain what they're lying about, not what you disagree with. What exactly? Am I lying about? Now, you understand that we're asking a question that has no answer, right? People who are just angry, people who disagree with you politically, uh, they, they don't want to engage. Why do you think people have become like totally resistant to, to the word racist? What does it matter now? Right? It, it, people become inert. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you disagree with me, so therefore I'm a racist. You don't like me, so I'm a racist. You disagree with my politics, so I'm a racist. Blah, 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 blah. What are we supposed to do? It's not an answer. I had somebody call me a, a, a traitor, and I'm like, what? To, to, to what? What is your argument? And the answer is one never comes. My my point of bringing this up is that I, I don't think that just because of my vocation, I'm different. I don't think this is just me. I think you're seeing it as well. That your social media feeds are getting more and more clouded with people who are no longer able to control themselves, no longer able to, you know, to, to engage or their emotions and, and react or respond or ask questions or even parse them out just to the name calling and some level of bigotry and move it on. Um, you might think after a while of these that it's you. I don't, I don't mind you asking if, if, if it's you. But it seems very clear that when so many of us are receiving the same kind of nonsense, unspecific and proud, that it is not us, it is indeed them. Now, I would rather that none of this happened and we were actually engaged in conversations, valuable and worthwhile, and at least cogent. We are not. Don't let these people drive you crazy. All right? And uh, if you want to call in, uh, just just don't curse. And, well, Ari's probably still isn't going to let you through, but you could try, and I appreciate you doing so. I'm Tony Katz. Strike first, strike hard, no mercy. This is Cobra Kai. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669 on Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. We're talking about The Karate Kid. You watch the movie, I watch the movie, and full disclosure, whatever. I wasn't, I didn't think it was very good. I, I didn't think that that Johnny Lawrence, played by William Zabka, was the good guy. I, none, none of that. Absolutely, positively, not. I, it just, it was a movie, people. It was a movie, and Ralph Macchio was never much of an actor. I'm sure he's a nice dude. What's the movie he's in with uh, Steve Vai, the guitar movie? I can't remember. He was terrible in that, too. Just terrible. 
But whatever, Cobra Kai is, is a Netflix series. And Cobra Kai has taken people's imagination. They're loving it. They're loving it. They're crazy about it. The only episode I've watched is from season three. And the only reason that I watched it because a dear friend, Mickey Yamashita, is in it. She's, uh, she's four foot ten. She's Asian. She is an actress. She is a comic. She is an opera singer. She's insanely, ridiculously talented. She does some Disney voiceover work. She's great. When I was living in Los Angeles and wanting to start a, a, a talk show, I was doing a show called Tony Katz Tonight, and that's why this is called Tony Katz Today. I was starting to do that and starting to figure out how I could put that together when I got the opportunity to do radio full-time, and I left Los Angeles because I couldn't give up the opportunity. This is what I, I wanted to do, and I knew I'd get back to that. Mickey was my, um, was my Andy Richter, but with style and class. She was my Ed McMahon, but without all the drinking. I mean, she's just a ridiculous... Ridiculously spectacular talent. And the part that she has, super tiny part that she has, but I'm glad that she got it, right? There are, there are no small parts, there are only small actors. She happens to be four foot ten. I rest my case. She's terrific. She should be hired for everything. That's the extent that I know of Cobra Kai. Now Cobra Kai is in the news. Because as the Los Angeles Times writes, at Netflix, Cobra Kai broke out. Now it's whiteness is under a new spotlight. Oh. It's whiteness. You see, Ralph Macchio is white and uh, William Zabka is, is white. And I, there's got to be some cultural appropriation uh, in, in there, right? Because there, there, there's martial arts here, there, and, and everywhere. So, you know, it's... it's uh, it's, it's got to be just wrong. And then, of course, it builds on toxic masculinity. The whole thing is just the worst thing in America. Stop letting children watch it. We're all going to be terrible. You can hear the, the anxiety building in their voice. It's madness what people do. The levels of... Th the way they search to find hate. This is why I oppose things like critical race theory and anti-racism. Because within them, you are teaching people how to find hatred, how to search for bigotry, even when it doesn't exist. You just have to decide that it's there. Decide that there's something that's an affront. Decide that you have been offended, and well, that's all you've got to do. There's nothing else to do. It's no way to live. It's no way to be. But they're doing it. They, they found something that was, this show shouldn't be successful. This show's insane. Yet not only is it successful, like I don't know what the plan is, but it's very obvious they could go for three more seasons. Like they found a core. They found a core and they know that it's a touch campy and there's nothing I love more that when a show understands that campy works and they are committed to it to be committed to the to the to campy right to a little bit of, of just over the top and to kind of know that it's ridiculous and a little tongue-in-cheek you have to be able to build characters that you care about because that's the only way you can accept some of the silliness that comes with it right
some of the you, you, you need a little bit of the bitter to make that sugar palatable. Maybe you need a little bit of the salt to make the sugar palatable. Depends on how you how you look at your cooking. It takes skill, and they figured it out. They could go three more seasons, and these guys are making money. And look how many other people are making money because the show's there. But nope, nope, can't can't do that. Can't have that because whiteness. That's don't ever let these people be in charge of your life. Now, now, producer Ari, I was discussing how if people want want to call, you you can't be cursing, right? You want to call me a liar, a racist, this, that. I don't even think that's necessarily interesting, but you can't be cursing. But the guy who called you and called me a racist and was cursing has promised not to curse. We're going to give this a go? He has given me his assurances, but I swear I'm going to flip my lid if he betrays my trust. All right, well, let's let's find out whether or not uh, John uh, can, is, 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 is trustworthy. Now, now uh, this is one of those moments where people will either rise or fall, and you guys, we're all going to watch it together uh, uh, right there. You know, as a Citizen on Twitter is asking, are you seriously expecting civility from people that want to put Trump supporters into deprogramming camps? Well, <laughs> what can I say? I'm a, I'm a romantic like that. Let's go to John. John, welcome to the show. What's going on, John? Hi, Johnny. Thanks for taking my call. You have my word. I'll, I'll keep my language clean. And I'm going to start out by giving you a compliment. And it'll probably be the last one I'll ever give you. I mean, you're a hardworking guy. I mean, there's no doubt about that. I'm just so, I'm very sorry that it's so misdirected. But I'll, I'll get to my point. You said sure. you're getting more calls about, you know, calling you racist, a bigot, whatever. I speak for myself, but I'm one of your many listeners. Oh, you said since the election. I haven't called since the election because I, I turned you guys off. I, I couldn't handle it anymore. Okay. So after, that's... Trump lost, after, after Trump lost, I'm back. So that, that's... I'll, oh, I'll so you've been, wait, you've been gone for four years? Yeah, do you remember me, by the way? No, no, man. Listen, I, I appreciate... I appreciate the call. Yeah, I, I, that, I, I, but hold on, I that's a, a that's a, that's a peculiar thing, John, that you didn't want to talk during, but you want to talk after after Trump. It, it really does. It is so amazing that for for so many people, it's all about Trump as opposed to policy, as opposed to how we live our lives, as opposed to what makes our lives tick and makes our lives better. More government intrusion or less government intrusion, more regulation or less regulation, and that's not about one person, right? That's about an and an ideology. That's about uh, an understanding of of, of America and, and the basic concepts of, of freedom. It's not something that you just like disappear from for four years. That's pretty interesting. Well, here's here's the reason. You're not the only game in town. I, I can get that other places, and I, I just couldn't handle the Trump stuff. So oh, okay, well, listen, I, I, I think that, and I appreciate the call. Thank you so much. I think then you are well within your rights. I, I mean, I, I'm saying it, it, I, I may think it awkward, but I, I also think that I've made the argument many times that if you don't like something, change the channel. So exactly, do that. Abs- absolutely. But the one thing I, I, w- I would say to you is, is never, ever lie to yourself. Of course, I'm the only game in town. Who are you kidding? What kind of nonsense is that? Who, uh, of course, I'm the only game in town, and everybody knows it. Everybody is fully aware. I am it. Yes! 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 
now it is. <laughs> but uh, glad you're back. Glad you're back because now more than ever, I need you to help build the ratings. Oh, who am I kidding? Those are great too. Yes! 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 I'm Tony Katz. Change one word and bring on the outrage. Huh. Look at that. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. Uh, this was a, a, a tweet, a little bit of social media that went out in, in, into the world. Um, and, and, and Ari, I'm going to ask you in, in a moment to grab uh, some audio. And you'll know it when you hear this. It was a tweet that went out from a, a, a Facebook, a Twitter user called Cuomo Watch, meaning Governor Andrew Cuomo. If you see anybody from the Cuomo administration in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd and you push back on them and you tell them they're not welcome anymore anywhere. Well, you and I both know that that is a takeoff of Maxine Waters. It was Maxine Waters who uh, very famously said of of uh, anybody who was in the um, Trump administration uh, that if you see them, you get out and you create a crowd. And you and you uh, surround them, and you push back on them, right? That's that's what she said. That's who she is. We have shared that audio repeatedly. So this went out on 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 a tweet. You know the audio I'm talking about, right, Ari? I wasn't able to find it on my end. It's driving me crazy. This went out as a tweet. Going back to, uh, oh, January, uh, just, just January 28th. Well, people started freaking out. One of those people is Liz Smith. Who is Liz Smith? Former communication, uh, former uh, senior advisor of communications for Pete Buttigieg. Okay. And what does she tweet? Way, way, way over the line, especially in light of what happened at the Capitol on January 6th. Can we, can we stop, can we stop this, this idea that somehow it was way over the line? It wasn't way over the line. It was utilizing the same exact words. If it was over the line, it was over the line when it got uttered by Maxine Waters. But now that it was put out towards Andrew Cuomo, it's violent rhetoric. Now it's violent. Now it's wrong. Now this is just terrible, 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 I tell you, for anybody to say. Maxine Waters, how dare she? How dare she? We can't protect the children. We can't protect anybody. If you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. 
I don't know why it had that music there. It's the only version I could find. She said the same thing. But you've got just a list of people. This is encouraging violence against public officials. Plain and simple. Absolutely disgusting. No tolerance for this. Why now is it a problem? Or was it always a problem, but you were simply unwilling to address it as a problem? Being rational means, you know, the the idea of having through lines, the idea of not believing something because it is convenient, but believing it because it is based in a thesis of how you want to live your life. There's a way to do things. There's a way to act. There's a way to be. And for the people who look one way on one and another way on another, right? If it's about... If it's about you, it's fine. If it's about them, how dare you? Right? That's everything you don't want. That's everything a society can't have if it's going uh, to somehow be successful. It's like listening to Representative Pramila Jayapal talking about former President Trump. Donald Trump, if Republicans choose to go along with Donald Trump, they are choosing to go along with a president who incited insurrection and who is actively courting a a rising of the Confederacy and, frankly, a a, a civil war in our country. Can we just stop listening to this woman now? He's courting what now? Actively courting a, a, a rising of the Confederacy. Oh, Okay. Does anybody else know how crazy this is? But they don't stop. She gets to say this. I don't, I don't, I don't remember if this was on CNN or, or, or MSNBC. And nobody says, well, wait a second. That's not what he's doing. As a matter of fact, have you heard from Donald Trump in three weeks? No, because there is no Twitter. I haven't checked to see where he is on, uh, on Facebook. You haven't heard thing one. You have not heard a thing. Now, I, I got to tell you, Ari, sometimes the timing is just crappy. It, earlier, I was I made a, uh, a, a reference to Dustin Diamond. Yeah. He passed away today. Oh, my God. I didn't know it. We're talking about the guy who played Screech. In uh, in Saved by the Bell, if you're a Gen Xer, you you grew up with with that show. Uh, it, depending on, on where you lived, uh, and then uh, he got rough life and 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 drug use, and then he tried stand up comedy and a little bit of madness. Just could not get anything on track, and then cancer, which just got announced not too long ago, and now being reported, being reported that he has died from stage four lung cancer. Are you kidding me? You can't, that is, first of all, uh, cancer's a bitch. It really is just absolutely positively terrible. Awful. Good Lord. 44. It's a child, man. An absolute child. What? 
I make the reference today, that's just, that's not the story. He has family, he has friends. Sorry to hear it for, for, for them, for sure. I'm Tony Katz.